1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Grab your family, a date, or friends, and get yourself reacquainted with the movies today because the big screen is back. Get your tickets today to see great blockbusters at MarcusTheaters.com. There's something for everyone at Marcus Theaters. Hey, Gary, good morning. How are you? Give you guys a week off and look what happened. I know. Everything falls apart. Haywire, Gary. Come in here, the chairs don't, like, aren't adjusted right. Everything's off. Hey, just before we got to you, Carrie said, who sang the song, Nice to Be With You, that was out in 1972? And I... Oh, it's so nice to be with you. Uh, It's so nice. You remember? Who was that? It wasn't Brandy. Or it wasn't... Uh, Looking Glass. That's the Looking Glass. Yeah, that's or what gallery. I said. No, Gallery. Gallery is correct. Gallery did Nice to Be With You. Looking Glass did, did uh, Brandy. All right, yeah. so fair or not fair, tell us everything you know about Gallery. You know, they were a band <laughs> that had a song called Nice to Be With You in 1972. They were actually, and I will tell you this, they were from Detroit. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah, they formed in Detroit, and uh, Dennis Coffey, who was one of the great um, funk brothers, the latter-day funk brothers, uh, just, you know, he he was the guy who played, who introduced the wah-wah pedal to oh, yeah. for, like, a ball of confusion by the Temptations and things like that. <laughs> he was part of that. He was part of Gallery. The wah-wah pedal, um, that's were... actually quite an invention in the world of... So the guy, oh, yeah. so the, this band that Kerry just randomly came up with, wanted to know if we knew who it was, Gallery, you know that a guy in the band developed the wah-wah pedal. He didn't develop the wah-wah oh. pedal. He introduced it to Motown. Okay. okay. It was... He, he just, you know, they were together for all of three years. I mean, four years in the early seventies. They had, um, you know, they had a couple other hits. I believe in music. Living next door to Alice, which here could could well have been Alice Cooper. Ah, uh, that's right, yeah. from Detroit as well. Well, that's pretty good, Gary. For yeah. us, just blindsiding you. You know. Yeah. Well. Yes. Right. That was off to you. Every now and then, you know, what do they say? Something about a dirty duck or something gets the fish or whatever. Anyway. (laughs) Boy, you just let let your brain cook on something. Let's stay away from cliches and colloquialisms. Very good. Yeah, that was very good. Uh, Tina Turner is the latest to what? Sell her library? Yeah. Uh, Tina Turner. This is interesting because she, she actually has a recording contract with Warner Music, but she has sold her catalog for a reported $300 million, um, to BMG. And this is the sing- apparently the single largest individual artist sale to BMG. I mean, this is, she sold everything. What's love got to do with it? Better be good to me. You know, likes to her name, her likeness, and her image. Uh, this is just another case of where you have artists getting older and they want to take the one-time payoff rather than a lottery annuity. Right. That's what I was going to say. This is kind of like winning the lottery and just taking the payout. Now I'm not going to do my yearly checks that they get, right? Right. And so they get a, you know, not only do they get a tremendous amount of money, but in certain cases where it makes sense and more and more, I think we're starting to understand that they don't want to just turn over the stuff necessarily to their heirs to care for. They want it in the hands of places like BMG, which they know are music companies, which will take care of it. Yes, it'll generate a lot of income. And after Tina Turner's gone, her music might appear in some ad that would have her rolling in her grave. But, yeah. but 
you know, they still view this as a better alternative than having your family fight over your life's work after you're gone. How long will her music continue to pay off? I saw oh, I think, I think, I think many, many years. I mean, well, her likeness, even more yeah. so than her music, than the individual songs. I mean, I think more people know who Tur- Tina Turner is, you know, and we'll talk about the hair and even the legs and things like that, then we'll be able to name you a song. So, it's, you know, that's why something like rights to the name likeness image are, are as important as the music in a deal like this. Does this help you avoid what the James Brown family went through where right. everybody yeah. was well, standing you, there with their hand you, out? You, and, you see it in so many, you know, these things. Prince and uh, Aretha, you know, they, they Chuck Berry, they... None of these, none of these things seem to go well, you know. At least not immediately after the the icon passes away. So this is a way to have your ducks in order. There's going to be lots of money to go around for the heirs, and your music, your your life's work is in hands you trust. You think anyway? Theoretic, theoretically, yeah. Until it shows up in a douche ad or Sooner something later, like that, or wind up I can't and, you poop bad. <laughs> right. Hey, at some at some point, I'm going to sell my. You know my my writing catalog to somebody for I'm sure tens of millions of percentages of cents. Sure. <laughs> uh, David Lee Ross says I'm just going to do five more shows right at the House of Blues. Five shows, House of Blues, starting New Year's Eve, and then it's and then that, he's, that's it. And Alex that's Van uh, Alex Van Halen says he's going to join him. Right, he's going to be in the band for this. Uh, apparently, you know, at least in the one interview David Lee Roth did to announce this, uh, the, you know, that these were going to be the last shows, you know, he did talk about how he and Alex spoke about this and that, you know, some of it is, you know, some of it's motivated probably, but he didn't come out and say it this cleanly, but by the fact that the last few times he's gone out to sing, he can't sing anymore. But, you know, just not wanting to, you know, not feeling like he has it in him anymore. So he's promising a well-prepared show with Alex Van Halen playing drums, at least for some of it. He put out a new song called Low Res Sunset, and he's going to ride off into the sunset in uh, on January 8th. So is Alex going to do all five shows with him? At I, believe, I believe so, and I, my sense is that Alex is going to be there as, like, special guest. He's not going to be drumming from start to finish of the shows, that he'll be there as a special guest to play on some of the key Van Halen songs. Wasn't it Eddie and David that were more... Clashy. I think we're all clashy. I mean, okay. there's a, there's a there's a uh, there's a good book out on now. You know, conversations with Eddie Van Halen, uh, actually written by some friends of mine, and uh, it, it there's some really good things in their interviews and that you that they talk about the dynamics of Van Halen and you know what brought it about. Some of it, yes, was drug and do. Some of it was just uptight artistic personalities. Some were just crazy off-the-wall people like David Lee Roth. So All right, how many shows? Noah, Michael, Anthony showing up for any of this? Uh, you know, they haven't said so yet, and I have a feeling probably not. I think, uh, interesting, in the same book I just mentioned, they did, they did, they they have a new interview with Michael Anthony, and they're talking, talking about everything that went down with Van Halen. And, you know, even though he's a pretty mellow dude, there's clearly no love lost. And, and a lot of resentment still at the way he was he was kind of booted out of the band and and disrespected even before he was kicked out. He was the guy who gave him that high background sound. Oh yeah, I no. mean he he was part of that that sound of Van Halen. He was part of the band. Yeah, you know he was 
he was part of the band. No, he wasn't the Eddie Van Halen of the bass, but but he was a major contributor to the band, and the way they treated him was still crap. Now, there's no way we'll ever know the answer to this, but I'm still going to ask you, how sure. many shows of the five will Alex get into this David Lee Roth thing before he thinks, why did I say I would do this? Because uh, they always what? get tired of David Lee Roth. Gotta make right. it through five. I, think, yeah. I think five shows is is enough to do, and, and knowing that there's an end. You know, it's one thing to, be, <laughs> to, to know you're going to be on the road with yeah. this guy for eight months and 200-some shows. It's another thing to know that, okay, this is show number three, power yeah. me through, you know, three days, we're done. Yeah, yeah. what is it, maybe 15 hours? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Start so I, I think I think they'll be, and, you know, listen, they're older, they're, you know, maybe, me- maybe mellowed a little. I'm sure it's a nice payday. All right. right. All right. Very good. Um, What's COVID canceled this week? Uh, Let's see. We have a few things. The uh, Steely Dan was the the big kind of surprise one. They're taking they're taking off an unexpected month of of dates. Not so much they they haven't said whether there's a COVID infection in the touring party. They just want to push back the dates and be sure. Mostly, most of the dates they're postponing are in the South, you know, Florida and you know states that are that have not been, you know, that don't have as stringent guidelines as other states, and they're going to resume the tour in Baltimore, 26th of October. As you know well, in Milwaukee, Chevelle's canceled, you know, the rest of its concerts on its tour out of an abundance of caution, not saying there's anybody in the, you know, in the camp that's been, uh, you know, that's been affected, but... You know they they just want to be cautious, and you know the one the 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 dagger in the heart is that the Disney Princess the concert tour is being postponed. You know because of concerns over COVID, so they're gonna you know they're gonna postpone all the shows that were supposed to take place between November one and December twelfth. They're all gonna be in twenty twenty two. But we have Dirks Bentley back on the road. Dirks, yeah, back here in Detroit last night. Uh, he came back after a COVID pause and. Uh, Let's just say he's apparent. They're apparently not worried about too much. Um, saw a lot of the crew up there without without masks on, which the one thing I've been seeing almost 100 percent is crew members wearing masks during the tours. And then at one point of the show, Dirks, you know, hopped out into the crowd to walk out to the second stage, getting up close and personal, you know, smacking hands and everything. So, you know, he's uh, he's back. Great show. Yeah. You know. Well, and uh, you know, back back to it until you know we'll see if there's a next time they have to go down. Uh, Kelly Clarkson had a good week. She gets her ranch, right? She gets her ranch back. Yeah, so you know, she's obviously split up with her with her husband, or now her now her ex husband, and uh, Brandon Blackstock. And you know, the, she was basically waiting for a judge to uphold their prenuptial agreement. The judge did. She owns this ranch. She has stated her intent to want to get rid of the ranch that, you know, no, she does not enjoy having to pay for the ranch for her ex-husband to live on it. So uh, he's he's going to be filing change of address cards soon. Keep an eye for yours in the mail. And she's going to sell the ranch, it sounds like. Britney Spears? Yeah, you know, she's had, uh, she's basking in a good week. Let's put it that, let's put it that way. Uh, you know, as we spoke about last week, um, her father has been suspended as the conservator, and that's that's key because if he had just left as the conservator, they would have had to have started a whole new legal action to pursue anything against him because he's suspended. He still has standing 
in the conservatorship. So Brittany's attorney is saying, yeah, we are going to investigate this guy, you know, into and out of the Yahoo. Uh, we're going to look at the finances. They're going to look at something that came out this past week. He supposedly had Brittany under surveillance throughout oh boy. the conservatorship. Yeah, you know, phones tapped, secret cameras. So I guess they, uh, the attorney had a military-style security team go through Brittany's house and sweep it and look for anything they could find. And all of this is going to be brought up again. November 12th is the next key date. That is when the attorney is going to present a plan for ending the conservatorship. You know, right now there's still a conservator in place. It's a well, very well-known accountant and her day-to-day person still in place, but the dad's out of the picture, and they are, you know, weeding, weeding her away from the conservatorship. And she posted a couple social media messages this week talking about how happy she is, thanking her fans for their support, raking her family for not having stepped in during all of right. this. Right. Fans, thank you. Family, not so family much. Family, F you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I know how that feels. <laughs> so we are... <laughs> Now, now, what I want to see is, are we going to have a week? We should theoretically have a quiet week, couple of weeks in Brittany, three weeks. Um, somehow, I don't think that's going to be the case. Well, that was leads me to my next question. How long has her dad not been running the show? Uh, Two weeks, well, three weeks? No, like 10 days. 10 days. All right. Yeah. In that 10 days, has Brittany kept it between the ditches? You know, her life, I'm talking about, has she kept yeah. her life? As far as we know, in the, you know, in, haven't seen any topless photos on social media. Okay, all right. Which, you know, so this may be very it. happy I mean, about. You know, yeah, it's funny. You remember how we used to laud her father for, <laughs> you know, getting things back on track. You know, yeah. Little, little did we know. I mean, I, I think the guy still needs to have some credit. Well, for, let's not bury him yet. Let's see how she does on her own, and then we may go. Geez, maybe you know, her dad maybe knew what he was doing. Uh, maybe uh, you know, we'll see. it's 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 time. You know, it's time for her to be given the chance to, you know, to live the life of an adult. Well, she's forty. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, you know, if we all had to take a test, you know, if we all had to go through some sort of psychological screening, how many of us would would they say mm, you should probably have a conservator? You're really not that smart. Well, add social media and constant yeah. attention and uh, yeah. the fact that you're a money-making machine. Well, and it. think about how young she was when this all happened, too. I mean, she had no chance to get her, her bearings yeah. as a person before she was deep in the fishbowl. Well, let's stick with the girl power stuff. Spice Girls? Yes. Yep, so we know what we know what uh, Bob's uh, holiday list <laughs> is, is going to look like okay. this year. Uh, Mine, you know, really? As as part well, yeah. As part of the celebration of the 25th anniversary of their debut album, they signed a new deal with uh, Bravado, which is part of the Universal Music Group. It's and it's a merchandising uh, wing. So they've uh, they've put a bunch of new items for sale: vintage T-shirt, anniversary hoodies, special coffee mug. Uh, prices range from 16 to 68. I haven't I haven't looked deep into the catalog yet. But I don't I'm... think I could hide my disappointment on Christmas morning if I opened up my present and it's a Spice Girls coffee mug. No, they should have at least have popped for the hoodie. Oh, come on. Nice if it's Christmas. Union Jack on there. <laughs> Just yeah, don't no. think. 
Don't think I can hide my disappointment. Yeah, well, if it's Christmas, well, like I say, hopefully they'll pop to the hoodie or maybe maybe the limited edition leather jacket that I'm sure is on there somewhere. Uh, this is all in advance also of the 25th anniversary edition of the Spice Girls debut album that comes out October 29th. So, you know, go crazy. It's what you really, really want. Boy, a World War II bomber jacket with some Spice Girls stuff on it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I think it's good. You could have a whole squadron of planes with the nose art, a different Spice Girl on on five planes. Is somebody hinting what they'd like? Right? Nice P-51 Mustang with posh on the nose. Why don't you put that on the nose of your plane? Why don't you put that on the nose? No, it'd be Ginger Spice, too. She's the hottest. Ginger? I think so. Gary, who's the hottest one? In their prime. In, in their, their prime. prime, I mean, I was I was a little uh, partial to baby. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So you like that, that, that innocent bon- look? Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're we we always would have taken Ginger over Marianne. Well, then, then you can do that in this <laughs> band, but, right? I think maybe yeah, Ginger Spice. Hey, if I have a uh, if I have Nirvana's Nevermind album on vinyl, is it going to jump up in value? I. I don't know if it's going to jump up in value just because there's so many of them out there, but it is, you know, there's definitely a greater cachet in that album this year, uh, this this past month because of the 30th anniversary of the album. It's actually back up on the charts again, uh, number one on the top rock album charts. It also jumped up high on the alternative album charts. So that, you know, that's going you know, real well for them. There's an anniversary edition with outtakes and live recordings and things like that. Well, the reason I ask is Dave Grohl's talking about changing the album cover. Right. And, uh, you know, this is, and nobody knows how real that is. He was asked about the lawsuit by the now adult uh, baby who was on the cover, Spencer Eldon, who's suing, you know, to have, to have his baby photo removed saying it's child pornography and sexual exploitation and that his parents didn't dot the I's and cross the T's. Therefore, uh, it should be removed. Uh, Dave Grohl was asked about that in Britain, over, you know, last week, and he he said that he has lots of ideas about things they can do and how they can make it better, but but also kind of poo pooed the lawsuit and said, you know, the best thing is he does he doesn't have to do the paperwork. So we don't necessarily know if it'll be changed. I mean, most legal exer- experts are saying this lawsuit will go down in flames. And you know, there's you know, the guy does doesn't have a chance at all. Can only think of a couple other album covers that were actually changed. There were Skinnered Street Survivors, right? That after they pulled the, right after, after the plane crash, because uh, and the Beatles, the uh, uh, Yesterday and Today, right? And and uh, the Rolling Stones, Some Girls. They had, if you remember, there was that it, it had that cutout of the. It was like the old vintage wig ads, yeah. And they had celebrity pictures in the cutouts, and a bunch of the celebrities threatened to oh. sue, so they took them off. That's one that if you you know if you can find that, you know, and the Beatles, the Butcher's Block uh, cover, you know, those those albums all have some value. All right, uh, Blind Faith too, the Blind Faith debut album with oh, the uh, girls, you know, fifteen year old topless, yeah, uh, on the cover, right? The phallic airplane, yeah. But I don't want that album because what if somebody comes in and said that's child porn? You're under arrest. Well, I don't think owning it is. It depends where you live. I think that's I'll, the definition of it. Yeah, I don't know if they owning want it. you to have that at all anywhere. Yeah, else. just don't display it. Keep it okay. on your shelf with all right. the spine. I got to go home and check my Stones albums. I may have the celebrity issue of yeah, some take girls. A, take a look. If you don't have blanks, 
you know, in the, uh, what do you call it, in the, uh, if you don't have, like, some blank holes. In the cutout in the, areas? In the cutout yeah. area, you, you got the real deal. I'm, uh, I've got the old one, so I'll take a look. Um, what about Adele? She's got some she's new back. stuff coming out? She's back. Um, she's going to have a new song. Uh, probably it looks like it's going to be out next week. And then she, she has, it's called Easy On Me. And she has recorded a new album. Uh, it's going to be called 30. You know, she always does it, uh, titles her albums after the age she's created. Uh, she just did interviews with Vogue and British Vogue talking about, you know, this is, this is her divorce album, but it's not one, you know, where she beats up on the guy like she has on her other albums. Uh, you know, this is one more about herself and reflective and, you know, entering this new area of life, she calls it. A uh, very sensitive album, you know her most her most personal one yet, which is saying something. How long a break was it uh, since the last album? Yeah, we on six years now, seven. Okay, it's quite a uh, while. And then, and then you know, and then it's like she hasn't said when the album is going to come out. There was some thought that we might have seen it before September thirtieth, because that would have been the cutoff for next year for next year's Grammy Awards. But it looks like she's going to hold on to it. Uh, right now, by the way, it's been six years. Probably it'll be seven years between albums. And then on the remember when the of- Eagles used to get beat up when they didn't have an album out in eighteen months, and we'd I'm say, just, "What do they? Do? What do these guys do all day?" People t- remember that, you know, especially like in the seventies, even the eighties. Oh my God, it was been two years, and then suddenly it became four, five, seven, ten. <laughs> yeah, Guns and Roses, whatever they are. All right, and um, finally, and finally, as long as we don't have to hear "Step Into Christmas" ever again. I'm okay with Elton John doing a new Christmas song with Ed Sheeran. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, and this is going to happen. Apparently, Elton and, and Ed talk every day. They're really good buddies. They do. And, and Ed Sheeran, yep. And Ed Sheeran came out and said, you know, we they're going to have something out probably in December. Ed apparently never wanted to record a holiday song, but I guess of uh, the death of somebody close to him, you know, he, he had this realization that, you know, why the F shouldn't I record a holiday song with Elton John, a Christmas song with that? Elton John. Why not? So, uh, so we'll get that. It'll be a monster, you know, Who, without a doubt. Who's Elton doing that sandwich ad with? Or it's a where that's he's a sitting little, off, little Nas X. Yeah, he's sitting oh, on the rocket. Ad. Yeah, that's a fun ad. He's rocking, rocket, man. Is yeah. No, he's at the piano. <laughs> no, there's one where he's at no, a he's rocket. A little, there's one where he's like, sitting uh, in like a. You put a nickel in the rocket. Yeah, kid ride. Yeah, yeah, that's what I saw. It's a funny ad. Yeah, it's It's a a food delivery, right? He's uh, Elton, by the way, is getting ready for hip surgery, hip replacement surgery. Oh boy! Well, you know, he was probably that goes well. He was probably uncomfortable stuffed into that little kid rocket thing that he had there. (laughs) They probably did that. Killing my hip. (laughs) Uh, All right, any? uh, Well, since Christmas is coming up, I I think that's a terrible Christmas song. His step into Christmas thing. I'm just like, it's not the best. Yeah. What's your what's your most hated Christmas song, pop star? Most hated one. Just, wow. to, just you turn it off, grates on you. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> it's hard to think of one. It's hard to think of just one. <laughs> also, yeah. any for me, it's all any version of Little Drummer Boy. Well, yeah. any version, click, huh? click. I don't care who's singing it. That's, yeah. uh, unless somebody rocks one up, and there is one. There's like I think it's I don't know if it was the Ramones, but on one of these punk rock compilations. There's like a punk rock little drummer boy, and that's kind of fun. <laughs> okay, mm. maybe so if I could give that one a good maybe thought. If, maybe if I heard it, I'd like it. All right, Gary, we're out of time. All right, good having you back. All right, and we will talk next week. Countdown. Right. Talk to you, you then. Gary. Bye bye.